people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. I'm a nerd Salazar story. Yeah, yeah, in no. One yeah, no, we had it. We had it for weeks, and I just kept sneezing. And, and was that cat named Sad Trombone? No, 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 no. no. Ironically, the cat was named Pepper. Nice. I'm not kidding. And finally, after five weeks, we went, "Hey, maybe it's the cat." And sure enough, and I was fine. After that, got my first dog, which was a Doberman named Matt. And had, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a complete opposite of the cat. I mean, like, I could literally ride this Doberman. We, we had a dog named Dust. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> Dust might. Dust. Uh, so, but, I mean, I like cats. They just and don't like me. And then we had me. a hamster named Ragweed. <laughs> hey, who told? That's from my memoir. Knock it yeah. off. That's my good stuff. A guinea pig named Penicillin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Found that out, too, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Are you allergic to penicillin, I too? am. I'm also allercic to strawberries. Tonight's podcast is is devoted to ways to kill Jason Salazar. So, so you would have are welcome when the when they give the kids the uh, the penicillin. Yes. that's strawberry flavored. Yeah, oh, yeah, so no, they'll take it down. No, I, no? I think that no, I don't know how we found out, but all I know is when they gave it to me for the first time, yeah, I like swelled up and stopped breathing, and nice. I had to go to the hospital, nice. and that was like I was like three years old or something. So have you heard about the EpiPen? Yeah. thing. Oh yeah, I just saw that today. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. It's gone up five hundred percent since the introduction. Five hundred, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. used to cost about like like about a hundred dollars for two, and now it's yeah. like six hundred dollars for two. Mm, yep. And yep. the company that makes it. it is making over fifty percent profit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not the company that invented it. And this is it the, was bought out. The one thing that makes me proud to be an American is that both sides of both sides of the uh, of the political gap that we have in this country are angry with uh, big pharma now. Mm. Well, because I, I I think that I think that politically, um, people it, it's uh, situational empathy, right? And because I don't think there's anybody who doesn't know somebody who right. needs an epipen, right? And if you've got kids, you've got them at grandma's, you've got some at school, you've yeah. got them in the house. Right. You're always buying because they, they get right. lost, right? Yeah, you know. So I mean, I I, I you know I, I think it's it. it's it's a shame that on both sides we can't just be empathetic and understand right. you know but it, but that is but that's one of those cases where I, I, I see it touches everybody so yeah and on that note I'll say hey this is Derek <laughs> McCaw editor in chief <laughs> of fanboyplanet.com and you are listening to the fanboy planet podcast uh, with a special guest tonight sitting in to converse Ooh, special yeah, well you're very special you'll be coming back next week too right I can come back next week. Okay. Good. Yeah, I can actually. Yeah. No, you already did. That's the beauty of it. Oh, that's right. I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back next week. Last week tonight. So, <laughs> tell us who you are. I am Jason Salazar, <laughs> and across from me, literally, f- and and figuratively, hosting us at the. Uh, I was going to say physically, but I don't know that you're really holding us. Fricatively. Well, that's a good one. Uh, fricatively hosting us uh, in the Brett Cave. 
Rick Brett Snyder. There we go. And, of course, this is now actually Wednesday, June, uh, August 24th. June. I am – see, the time traveling, it is so bizarre. I'm the one jet-lagged. I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little – I mean, I did fly to Chicago last week, so yeah. it was very unexpected. Um, and they just – at O'Hare, let me breeze right through yeah. TSA. That was very bizarre. Mm. When you say breeze, I have this picture of you going through on point, you know, with like oh, arms did. stretched out. Yeah. I did. I did. They didn't make me take my belt off or anything. Wow. They didn't yeah. keep my tap shoes on. It was yeah. uh, other passengers were irritated as I went down the <laughs> You take that wind and you run with it. <laughs> oh, I do. Because that'll never da, happen da, da, again. Da, 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 and, that da, wind, da, da. and that wind is actually my asthma kicking in. I have the date here. Some August 24th. It is the 24th. <laughs> So it's my son's birthday today. Uh, we hey. got, oh, that's right. Shang Chi is uh, twenty-seven, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, I saw it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> doesn't even know. It said, "Look, at some point, you just whatever." <laughs> oh no, that wasn't a judgment call. No, I was go, just simply go, saying he can't be that old because that would make me. <laughs> oh, it does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we got comics news, we got movie news, we got TV news. But uh, first, we want to say like a word from our not quite sponsor, but our affiliates. We uh, uh, first of all, if you are listening to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play, please rate us, review us, subscribe, tell your friends because that's how we get get out there is word of mouth and word of web, right? Uh, and of course, you can find us on Podcast Pickle. I just like saying it because now I know oh. that it sticks in Jason's head, Podcast as well as Pickle. Stitcher. Uh, so all places where you can subscribe to us as well. Uh, and of course, you can find us on FanboyPlanet.com. Each and every podcast has its very own page, where you can also find uh, links to our affiliates. And I'd like to uh, say we've got. Uh, Think Geek, if you are a regular shopper of Think Geek, and once again, I want to thank, or I see, once again, I've gone back in time and forward in time, uh, listener Fandroid Brian Kent wrote in a couple of weeks ago to me, literally a couple of weeks ago, and said, hey, are you a Think Geek affiliate? A couple of weeks ago tomorrow. Yeah, and I right, said, right, and I, said I had no idea that they, that they did affiliate programs. So I checked into it, and they do. So we are now an affiliate of thinkgeek.com. And, Which and, means you go to our site, you click yeah, on that and link, you and click, then you go uh, to... Click on that lovely woman in a Star Trek uh, outfit, wow. and uh, wow. and we get uh, <laughs> we get four quatloos for everything you buy. I just bought a Captain America shield off of there, and if I'd known that... Oh, did you buy the the big metal one? Yeah, I did. Oh. Yeah, to put it in my bathroom. Dude. So, because <laughs> now you've got a Captain America theme back. I painted my bathroom red and blue, so yeah. So I looks, saw that, yeah. yeah, yeah so. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, also, of course, if you hear us talk about other things. On Facebook, I wasn't secretly in your house or anything. Liar. Again. Uh, <laughs> that, that's fine. Yeah. I'm so alone. Okay, continue. When you hear that creak in the middle of the night, that's the trap door. It's Rick liking my bathroom. <laughs> Rick's just there going, bing. If you hear... When Captain America <laughs> mighty Oh, God. I'm not like, <laughs> there's a crash. I'm yeah, not sleeping exactly. tonight. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, if there's anything else you hear us talk about and you cannot find it at your local uh, brick-and-mortar store, you can also go to the Amazon. We are affiliated with them as well, and they uh, they do a slight kickback. If you use uh, the Amazon link that is there on fanboyplanet.com as well, we'd like to say check out Aces Weekly, the web comic. Uh, company, I guess, uh, which does like it's a weekly anthology book online through David Lloyd, the creator of V for Ven- co-creator of V for Vendetta. Ooh. Yes. Uh, so, uh, as I mentioned up top, we do have comics news, movie news, TV news. This is going to be a more straightforward podcast. Uh, but our top story tonight 
are really kind of convention reports. One in the past, one in the future. Actually, two, because I do want to talk about a, a festival and a new thing that, that was announced yesterday. So to talk about an aspect of this festival. But uh, let's lead in with the news we will be following up on that uh, at Worldcon uh, or Mid-America Con 2. Yes, Mid-America-Con because Kansas Worldcon City. is so big it has two names. Yes, most of them, uh, most of the time. But uh, we uh, they did win the bid that in 2018 Worldcon will be coming to our home San base Jose. of San Jose. Oh, really? Oh, Branson you didn't tell Center. me that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't hear you say that. We didn't need to tell you. I mean, it's been all over. We've been, Yay! Yeah, uh, it's, it's very exciting. Uh, so, and Rick and Debbie Brechneider were both at uh, Mid-America-Con two slash. Worldcon 74, uh, San Jose will be Worldcon 76, yep. Helsinki, Finland, and its formula will be Worldcon 75. Great people. I wish we could go, but uh, we're not going to be able to go next year. Yeah. But you were this year, so That's tell right. us a little bit about... Uh, so it was held program. in Kansas City and uh, Missouri, and the uh, we were there for about eight days. Debbie and I are both on the San Jose bid committee, so Debbie is the executive uh, assistant to the... the chair presumptive for the bid but uh <laughs> this is starting to sound like a fantasy world and who is the dragon tamer uh, that would be me i'm doing social media but the <laughs> idea that you Worldcon is the world science fiction convention has been around since the 40s uh, forrest ackerman was n- noted for having gone there as a young man to be the first uh cosplay couple actually yes and uh, chris a, garcia told me that he was a, he went as a spaceman uh, he he, I believe he told I I was uh, fortunate enough to visit Forey at his at the Acker Mansion along with William Francis Nolan, and mm-hmm. uh, and he told me that it was his idea, but she did the costume. So he's kind of the the co father of sure, of well, the co the co progenitor. Yes. So anyway, nice. it's a very sci fi term. That was yes. good. Yeah, Every year, you. Worldcon is held in a different different part of the world so Kristen Shaw, by the way that's the name we were trying to come up with earlier there we go (laughs) there we go I'm just going to go progenitor I can come up with that word but I can't come up with Kristen Shaw's name damn it Kristen Shaw at one point I knew at one point I thought Christian something but I was going to say Tracy something so I was even further that's Ullman Uh, Um, yeah yeah. anyway go ahead so Worldcon is a big big convention Um, this year this year Kansas City next year uh, Helsinki, and the year after that will be San Jose, California, where where we had it in 2002 was the last time I was here, the year that Neil Gaiman won for American, for American Gods. Gods. Yeah. And Patrick Stewart is there. And we've got, we, we're, uh, without looking too far forward, look, staying on Worldcon, um, it is primarily, or its focus tends to be more on written science fiction, so novels, novellas, mm-hmm. short stories, uh, but there's there it has grown with the industry. It grows slowly. It grows through a very, very slow uh, process of nominations and debate and coming back a year later with another argument. So things like different media awards. So so they do a media short form, which is anything under ninety minutes. So that'd be some movies and things like Doctor Who usually gets nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, long form movies, and they do podcasts, which they call fan casts, which could it could be any kind of mm-hmm. fan produced media report. Has to have at least four ep- episodes in a year. Um, we only have to do four episodes in a year. Yeah, damn it. That's why we're not. Too hard. That's why we're overachieving. <laughs> 
That's the problem. Like the only place in my life where I'm actually overachieving. Know, Stop it. <laughs> but it started it started on Wednesday and went through Sunday. So it was a good hefty five days of, mm-hmm. of convention. Um, probably most notably, the Hugo Awards are awarded at Worldcon. Mm-hmm. And this year and, and last year, there was an effort by a, a cadre of people who who differ with most of the evolved state of mankind in thinking that there shouldn't be so much of a focus on equality and social progressiveness. And and I want to say to those people, you know, 3,000 years was a really good run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I say that as a white cisgendered male. Yeah. um, That um, (laughs) male designate designate at birth, I think that's also been added. Yes. uh, That, uh, you know... I get it, but it, our run is over. But these guys did, did figure out how to game the system and get their own slates past um, the first level of voting. And so there were a number of categories that were almost exclusively this year their um, their crazy nominations. They did some things like that. My Little Pony episode nominated. I don't think that's crazy, though. We've I don't, talked about I don't that. Either, it, I don't either. But, I know they did it as a joke. But the things that it could have been up against this year, it's it's not... I, I don't... I, I'm not dissing My little, little Pony, but it was something that they had done intentionally to make mock of, mm-hmm. the, of the award. So this year, we finally... After two years of going through this, um, the business committee at the WorldCon has finally made a rule change, a several, several rule change to change voting. So it's unlikely that a slate a slate effort will be able to pass right. so that's probably been handled the other thing we were talking earlier uh this evening about uh ya young young adult um mm-hmm. books and media and they've actually passed this year uh they will do a ya hugo award so they will have that as a category for for I nomination think that's a really good idea. yeah but it's been long a long time in coming it's not like it's a new thing it's just been something that has no, been debated is, for a long time, and, and I know that this fandom, like like all fandoms, really uh, does have uh, a huge amount of a huge number of, of YA fans. I yes, mean, there, there are, but it, it's a great way to kind of bring them in as and uh, acknowledge again the popularity of it. I mean, isn't that that's one yeah, of the it's, top selling it's, genres? It's almost silly that it's called YA because a lot of adults read it too. You know, it's it's not a. Yeah, it's not exclusively uh, but, uh, you know, either thematically I've, or by style. I think I've told you that story. I was in high school reading one of the Wind in the Door. Uh, not yeah, it was a Wind in the Door, the uh-huh. Wrinkle in Time books. And uh, my high school journalism teacher picked it up. Said, "What are you reading?" Looked at it and went, uh, and "said It's so beneath you." And I thought, "No, it's a good story." Yeah, it doesn't it's the only time that I disagreed with that man. But you know, it yeah. was like, you know, "What are you teaching?" High school journalism. That's so beneath you. That's what was I teaching? No, no, no. That's no. what you say to her. Him. Him. No. Uh, Sorry, I, no. I shouldn't have said that. You, that's <laughs> what, what you said, said to that. that was. That's what you said to that gender nonspecific I just, person. I just told him it's a good story. That's all that matters to me. And anyway, so the um, those were the big big changes with the Hugos. Uh, personally, I was thrilled to see George R. R. Martin there. He did mm-hmm. a reading. Uh, and I got a little bit of a slight news scoop, uh, although no guarantee. He read from... The, a reading typically an author will take some unpublished work and read a chapter mm-hmm. or two. I've, I was at one world con where George read part of a uh, song and ice and fire volume that hadn't been published yet. And I had, I wasn't even reading the series at that time. So it was kind of like, Oh, this is an interesting 
bit of story that I don't know any of the names. And he's still else. reading that same bit. It's I taken am. that I long. Right no, now, no, yeah. no, I mean, he's, George R.R. Martin is still, still reading that bit. He's writing that bit. Three years, one chapter, reading out loud. <laughs> he read he read something from the history of Westeros, and ah, it's, yeah. it's the Dances with Dragons, which is about the Targaryen, the war among mm-hmm. the Targaryen siblings, um, back when there were lots of dragons. And apparently, uh, when two years from now, HBO runs out of Song of, I- Song of Ice and Fire stories, and they're already talking to George about what's going to happen next, and this is a contender, that they may go back in time in the Westeros history and do do because they can do the special effects for the dragons now they can do yeah. many more dragons and dragons yeah. are going to be really popular. Only gets cheaper. So we uh, Worldcon is uh, is a great thing if it comes to your town or your country or whatever. Highly recommend you check it out. All right, because the other one was is it San Juan got San Juan was an is a Nasfic, which is a different oh, convention. I said, thank you. I don't know yes. what a Nasfic is. Nasfic is North American. I'd have to look at it. It's it's a different convention. And San Juan was up against... Uh, okay, Debbie's going to come and correct us. Here she is, Debbie Brett Snyder. So the NASPIC happens when the Worldcon is someplace other than North America. So because in 2017, the Worldcon is in Helsinki, Finland, um, then um, Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, and San Juan, Puerto Rico... We're bidding to have the NASPIC okay. uh, for 2017. So um, San Juan Puerto Rico won. So um, Westercon is next in 2017 is in Tempe, Arizona. Arizona. Okay. That's, Which is that's, fourth, that's Fourth of July weekend. The following weekend is the San Juan Puerto Rico. And um, about two weekends after that is Helsinki. All right. So NASPIC is not an annual. Westercon is, but NASPIC is not necessarily annual. Correct. Every other year. So the well, no, it depends on whether right. or not it's yeah, the year of San Jose. So it will not be. It there will not, not be exist. an aspect the year yeah. of San Jose. Um, in 2019, only Dublin, Ireland, so far is bidding for the Worldcon, and so when uh, Dublin supposedly wins the Worldcon, then there will be an aspect in 2019. Okay. Not Dublin, California, though. I believe that there will be a, there, hoax, a hoax bid, bid for that. There, there yes, is a, a hoax, hoax bid, bid yes. for that. Yes. yes. <laughs> So it would be fun. You could go to that IMAX theater and just, you know. The only thing that's there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. And the Worldcon. <laughs> so so the uh, – I won't go over all the guests. I'll go over the ones that are kind of more important. we're going to have guests talk about yes, it in yes, a couple of weeks. Yes. So. But local local, uh, local ghosts. There are two ghosts. Ghost, I love the one I saw. Which yeah. is, which is uh, when they, they're – they say they're hosting the ghost, so they're, it's mostly a memorial. Um, Bob Wilkins is the ghost, lowercase g, uppercase mm-hmm. h, yeah. for host, um, guest of honor. Uh, we've got uh, the big the big name for it is Spider Robinson, mm-hmm. who wrote all the uh, the Callahan's Cross Time Saloon and lots of other other stories. But we'll we'll have uh, Kevin and Andy uh, on the the chairman. Yes. Kevin Roach to give us the lowdown in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really all we should talk about, World Cup. No, excellent. You know, that's just, we've covered the controversy, and and, and it's now, I thank heavens is away, because I just, like I said, there was an article on Slate about it, and they said one of the things was that, that, that one of the one of the puppies criticized the short story winner and said, like, that the story's not even that good. And she said, well, 
you know, maybe not, but you actually locked out for right. short stories that right. might have beaten me. So yes. thanks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and there were two. There were two. They can actually the you can vote no award. Mm-hmm. And there were two categories that were heavily, if not entirely, uh, puppy driven. We didn't introduce the puppy term, but the we the, have. Before. These, I was, I these was guys, going to ask, what does these that? guys these guys have manipu- uh, tried mite. to manipulate the, bu- the dust mites? The uh, dust mites. <laughs> they 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 were uh, known as either there were two groups of one the sad puppies and the rabid puppies. Okay. Uh, that depending on how aggressive they were at trying to manipulate this thing, and they were they had heavily taken over two of the categories and the voting population. The people who vote on this are the people who are actually paid members of WorldCon mm. who have gone to the convention. And they voted no award. So no award was given in those categories, which is basically a vote of no competence on anything else on the uh, on that ballot. So, mm. And that's that's basically been the case for any of – I don't think they've really – they've had anything that they've uh, manipulated on their I don't think win. that's going to work for the presidential election, but that was, yeah. uh, that was good. Um, <laughs> I do you know, want to say, because you messaged to me Saturday night, uh, the irony of the best short form was – one very deserving show, yes. but but exactly was a slap in the face to these puppies, which was Jessica Jones, the episode Smile. Yes. So basically, an episode about misogyny mm. uh, is is what won. Um, and uh, you know, so actually, thank you, Rick, because I tweeted that out to, to Brian Michael Bendis, and uh, so he retweeted that. Uh, oh, cool! As a congratulations for the Hugo Award for Jessica Jones. So excellent that that did, and The Martian was best. The Martian dramatic. was uh, was it dramatic. It was best long form. Best long form. Long form. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the commercials for uh, the space between us or is it called Teen Martian? Oh yeah, the one with the the girl from Tomorrowland. Yes. And yeah, yes. yeah. And I, I can't think. I can't think of the name. I of already it. hate it. <laughs> Me too, because but not for the same reasons you do. Yeah, yeah. I hate because it it's Teen Martian. It's also it's like Stranger in a Strange Land without any of the depth of Stranger in a Strange Land. He comes to Earth and he gets sick because yes. he can't. Yeah, it's bleh. yeah. But oh, I still love you. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Go back to Mars or wherever the hell he was. Anyway. Go back to Tomorrowland. Yeah, <laughs> which is still, I think, one of the, sorry best movies of. No, it was a great movie. Twenty fifteen. It would have done better if it was a Pixar film. If it was animated. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, good point, for sure. Have you seen Tomorrowland yet? No, I haven't. Uh, I, 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 I know I have it somewhere. I'll, br- I'll bring okay. it to you. Um, so you know, one of the reasons I have you on tonight, Jason, is you're going to a convention that's going to be this weekend. And it's a very different flavor. So we can have a, like, a larger debate, which is Heroes and Villains Con. Uh, yes. or, or is it just called Hero Con? Hero, yeah, Heroes, and Vill- Heroes Fan Fest is what they're pushing it to be so yeah, I, I brought i brought i brought it up on my phone so i could actually that's what they're like, calling it heroes fan heroes fest. and heroes and villains fan fest there we go okay yes. so yes which is a very different kind of convention yes it's very different and you and you went to it last year i right? went la- last year was the first year um it, in san jose it, yeah it originated in san jose. it was the first one ever and uh Stephen amell uh green arrow started it you know, um, it was his. He actually started it. He, he started it. it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Didn't know it that. was. I mean, he had help, obviously. But so I does mean, he own the big portion of it? Or? He owns part of it. Um, mm-hmm. The people who do, I don't know wow. the, com- the. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I don't know the company, but the ones who also do Walker Stalker, yeah, um, yeah. which was here a couple of years ago and is also coming back in April. Um, they're all together. It's all okay, under that same banner because all the emails I was getting for Hero Fest were also coming under Walker Stalker as well. So. Um, 
which they tend to have a lot of the same people, oddly enough. Yeah, you know, Walker yeah. Stalker has mainly Walking Dead people, but then, oh, but over here but we have get, Karen keep, Gillan. They keep getting killed off, so you got to bring in new... <laughs> they got to yeah. bring in more people, yeah. yeah. So, but um, no, I mean, I went last year, and um, yeah, I mean, long and the short of it is, I mean, if you go there and you pay for what you want, it's great. I mean, it's it's basically has the term you have told me about. It's basically love and shove, but you know, I mean, love but, and shove. Yeah. but but it but it's it's fun. I mean, like when I went last year, I had bought way too many photo ops, and um, I so, so or as clear, I call it, your daughter's college fund. Th- th- thanks for <laughs> yeah, pour salt on that wound. So hey, Jason doesn't do anything for himself. Leave him alone. So, um, but to be clear, yes, you ahead of time you buy a opportunity to yes. be with us be there with the star and have your picture taken yes. with them and have how long do you chat oh, the, the, no the photos you literally are like you get in it, it's love and shove you get in there they like hey smile snap and boom you're out okay. um each of them has their own autograph table and up there you can take more time to talk to them they don't rush you pretty mm-hmm. much at all if you want to converse with them take a selfie you can do that but the photo op area is literally there's lines of people so you have to get yeah. in and get out yeah um if if not they get very aggravated was so everyone's jockeying to be the last person in line not necessarily because by then that celebrity either has to go to a panel or sign right. more autographs oh, okay. or go to a different photo op with multiple other people and so they're like okay you need to hurry this up and they're out there screaming like last call for you know john barrowman you know and yeah. if they're not there then they're they're gone but um that was my first experience with doing something like that where, you know, Hey, I'm paying for this. I'm going to get it. Last, yeah. yeah. No, and I'm doing it again. Yeah. But, uh, but it was regardless of that, it was fun. I spent the entire weekend waiting in a photo line. That's literally what I did. It's kind of like Disneyland, but without Disney- the ride at the end. Exactly. And the payoff was like three seconds, but I mean, but it was still, but it was still, you know, it was fun. I mean, because, you know, as we were discussing, you know, off the cast, you know, I, I try to not do one where I just get in there and smile and boom, I try to get them to do something funny, which yeah. I think they also appreciate Yeah, because a lot of them are just very much used to oh, like, yeah, oh, it's hey, it's, it's, a, it's an assembly line. And so I always just try to get him to do something stupid like, you know, hey, look at me like I'm the greatest human being on the planet or look at me like I'm the worst human being no, on the, the planet. No, the second one is brilliant. The second one is my favorite because I've made many a, a mint off of that as we've discussed. But And then they have group photos which for like entire casts which are more expensive. And um, last minute when I was there, I decided to take one with the entire cast of Arrow and... That photo, I think, turned out okay. That was I, a pretty good photo. Yeah, I mean, I just I got up there and... Um, Everyone that was in front of me literally was just in out, in out, in out, and I'm like, okay, I got up there, and they put you, they put me between uh, Stephen Amell and John Berryman. I'm like saying hi really quick, and I said, okay, guys, I'm like, do I like everyone act crazy? And then Berryman just turns and goes, he looks at everyone. They're like, yeah, everyone act effing crazy, and then everyone just went off his cue, and then they took the picture. Well, if you've ever seen Berryman at a, oh, a, a, on a panel, he is. <laughs> No, I mean, I ended up it talking. It doesn't take much. To- no, it doesn't no. take much to stop. But off, he bro. was like the catalyst that got them all to like agree, you know. So, I mean, that, and it, it ended up being a fun photo. But, um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's mainly the photo ops, autograph opportunities. They have panels off and on throughout the day. Um, it's all in one hall. You can see everything. Like, the, the panels are just fold-out chairs off to one side of the hall, and then you wait in line there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, and you just go in and you, you wait. And, and they have different levels. Like, you can buy just a general admission ticket. Uh, and attend the panels, then, for free. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, everything, for free. Yeah, everything for free. Yeah, that is free. But they have general admission, then they have VIP, gold VIP, and platinum. And if you buy the platinum, it's like $1,000. 
and but you get five photos and five autographs included. You get to go into their green room and have lunch with them, which, from what I'm told, is if they're there and they're eating, you see them. <laughs> they do not want to be. Bo- oh, it's exciting! Yeah, look, he looks. He's eating kale. I, you know, you don't want to bother them. But uh, especially not if they're eating kale. Yeah, no, they're probably they're already a upset. Kale, the little right there. You know, Flash is going to do it like this <laughs> in his TARDIS dress. Um, but but no, I mean, again, if that's your kind of thing, it's actually a lot of fun. I mean, like I I don't mind white waiting because in the end I have a little souvenir to yeah. take home and mm-hmm. and again it is I think a little ridiculous price wise. Were there dealers there? Did you... A couple. Okay. Very very minimal. Last year there was maybe like three or four dealers. From what I understand, there's a little more this time. But yeah, there was a. There was a comic book place there, which don't ask me which one. I mean, it wasn't Anna. It wasn't but, yeah, and it wasn't Legends either, but there was something there. And then they just have, like, their own kind of merchandise booth where you can buy shirts and posters and whatnot. And um, a couple cosplayers had their own little setup. You know, oh, like, yeah. hey, pay yeah. attention to me. I dress like BB-8 or whatever it was at that point. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> no, there was a woman there who... I could probably cosplay as BB-8 effectively. <laughs> <laughs> and then get a table there. Ooh. <laughs> It'll be huge. But uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, other than that, um, that's the long and the short of it. Um, so I've seen I've seen um, two conventions that kind of did that. Mm-hmm. Of course, Silicon Valley Comic Con had year. a big section of that. It, w- it it's was very much the same. Is it was it larger than that space was or no? Uh, well, yes. I'm holding my hands up no. as if we're measuring this <laughs> this big. Well, Silic- no, I, Sil- under- I understood what you meant. It's yeah. just we're an audio podcast. Yeah, as yeah. you often remind it me. was this big. <laughs> uh, no, Silicon Valley Comic Con and. Um, Hero Fest were in the same place, but okay. uh, but they actually opened up more of the hall for Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, okay. H- Hero Fest last year, they literally you could see they had like a folding wall up, right? And it was kind of weird, like why would you do that? And it ended up getting a little crowded later in the day. I oh. don't know if they're going to open up up now because maybe they realized that wasn't a good idea. Well, but you know you but have to pay for footprint. You 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 pay yeah. for the mm, additional space. That's too. true. But I mean, it was. From what I understand, very successful. Well, no, um, yeah. Not so enough. and yeah. and um, a lot of it, all the platinum VIPs were sold out. I mean, at yeah. a thousand bucks. A now, pop. The first place I saw that happen was at Salt Lake City uh, Fantasy uh, right, Convention, right, right. and they had the same thing. Their their signing thing was bigger than Silicon Valley Comic Con had, but they had a huge facility and tons of. I, I don't have a problem with having that kind of uh, activity at a convention. Mm. I just have a problem when you don't get all the other stuff that happens at a convention in a con. So that if you if you're yeah, you got to pick or, one or the other. I mean, if, well, if I you mean, get it at all, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're either waiting for photos and that's your con. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So well, no, but I, I know what Rick's saying is like the difference in say a world con, and because I was asked that this week, yeah, you know, um, is you know it, it's it's fan driven in a way that people. Who it's all volunteers. If you watch TV, you know the TV news, and you see like Comic Con, which you know if you pay attention to the media is ninety percent cosplayers, which it is not. Mm. But you know it, it, yeah. it's also it's akin to being a trade show because these things have become like you know yes the trade the business is Stephen Amell right, and I feel better knowing that he has a stake in the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. but it still is like you know that's. It's not fans volunteering to it's not to people, share their love. It's of, not people coming together. Right. Why we did in the first place. Right. And Lon Lopez asked me that. So like, isn't it kind of weird that it's like you used to go to the con to feel like everybody was like you, you were meeting with people that were like you that yeah. liked the same things. You're mm-hmm. like, and now everybody likes it. 
So mm. now it's just, you know, you're paying for your access to these people. And so it, it yeah, yeah, exactly. The difference with Worldcon is, you know, you're just going to go to parties and maybe George R. R. Martin will be at the party. Yeah. And just casually there. Whereas if you go to Comic Con or this, you know, you pay $1,000 for platinum. Yeah. Uh, John Barrowman might walk in, say, no karaoke, please. Right. All right, karaoke. Sure. Uh, and then he'll it's, have a cocktail and he's out. Right. You know, and, and, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, absolutely. So, but I mean, again, I guess if you have that money to burn, you know, I mean. Okay. Yeah, the smell of burning money. Oh. Well, I think with the platinum too, if you buy that, it's also said you had someone that walked you to the front of each line. Yes, and yeah. um, I'm kind of like that seems a little. I mean, yeah, you're paying a, a chunk of change, but I don't think you need to be. Walked. Well, they do the platinum thing too at D23. It's like yes, a wizard. They do a sorcerer's, Sor- sorcerer's passage. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, which and is already sold out. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, well, yeah. you know, and you and and there's a wait list like there is for Club 33. Yeah. Uh, for a sorcerer, and and they vet you. You can't just be a sorcerer. Really? Yeah. I, I talked to a guy at the end of Comic-Con about that. I, like, I was not interested in becoming a sorcerer because I... Not until you found out you had to get vetted. I can't... <laughs> no, no, because here's... here's They're going to vet me? Guess what? No, you you would not... Even if you wanted to pay... I don't think you would win, You would get approved. No? And because what they do is they check... They want your eBay profile. Okay. And they want to see, your are you selling eBay things? Pro- okay. Are, are you selling collectibles? And if you sell collectibles, you can't be oh. a sorcerer. Because they want real fans who right. who will spend the money to earn the right, right. to buy the right, to spend more money yeah. and keep those things. And it's interesting. The deeper in the last couple of years that I've gotten into that kind into this kind of fandom, and, and and to be fair, being friends with you as well, is seeing how many people are like. Uh, the last time we were shooting at Donovan and Sims, that, that armorer you brought in, um, oh, he said like, yeah. I, I have all this Disney stuff from the '60s. Yeah, and I stopped when I realized. They just keep making more stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you go, hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting point. I should probably reach that point. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't do it. No. But, it, uh, true. but yeah. Now D23, <laughs> but I don't know what the, they get two hours early into D23, which by, the, you know, I think we mentioned on the last li- the last podcast recording we did, you know, it's going to be the weekend before Comic-Con. So right. it's an interesting right. thing. But if you want Marvel movie news. Yeah, that's where all the, that's where all the Marvel stuff's yeah. going to happen. Star Wars probably and all that. Too. Yeah, and yeah. I expect that the the store situation is going to be interesting too. Oh god, the store was, situation was so the, awful. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, last year it was it took forever to get into any one of the stores. Yeah, we waited three and a half hours in one section of the line, and then they kept at that point they told us, "Oh, well, all of this stuff is sold out," and then everyone kind of dispersed. Yeah, <laughs> and it okay. does remind me to I need to book my hotel room now. Uh, yeah, I mean we have a ticket. I shouldn't say that. Cut that out. I don't want anybody else knowing. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Seriously. I mean, long. But you know, long story short, I mean, again, it is still a fun experience. I mean, because you do get to see these people, you do get to interact with them. Yeah. Granted, you're paying for it, but if you don't have an issue with that, it is a good opportunity. You know, and there's going to be different people there. I mean, like I was telling you, you know, Agents of Shield is going to be there. A lot of Once Upon a Time uh, cast members are going to be there. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Gillen's going to be there, and Rooker. Yeah, and um, but they were there last time. And um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. But I can't I, do that. I can't meet Karen Gillan because I've lost like 50 pounds. <laughs> She's a sweetheart. Great, yeah. thanks. You say that because you're thin. You're not ashamed to oh, meet her. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Come on. She's a like a nerd icon. Clearly, you're not the worst that she's I ever know, seen. I know, but I want to look my best. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> so for Guardians three, then you got time. So I, <laughs> or there might be other news on that. Oh, so, ooh. 
do tell them. No, I'll tell later when it's appropriate. Oh, in these things. The other thing I wanted to mention <laughs> is that Cinequest, uh, which is going to be, wait, March, uh, no, February 28th through March 12th of 2017, mm-hmm. uh, San Jose's premiere and really, you know, be, you know the great, the longest running, certainly, film festival. And USA well. Today's uh, best West film, film festival, festival in America. America. Yes, indeed. Really? Yep. Yes. It was voted that last by, year. Uh, wow. By popular vote. Yes. Huh. Uh, I voted about 50 times a day. <laughs> I only did twice, but, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, they did announce that they're adding a cin- officially CineQuest film and vr festival this year and uh so part, it, within that film festival will be a vr festival and that's actually march 8th through 12th so they announced officially yesterday uh that the vr experience will occur over march 8th through 12th and the details of the whole thing will be on january 26th we want to put it out there because uh they were opening up for submissions and they the festival will, the vr section will have Five parts, audience VR exhibitions, training, workshops, and inspirational presentations on the how-tos of making VR, uh, a CineQuest VR lounge to connect creators, innovators, and audiences, soirees, parties, and celebrations, which really is the best part of CineQuest for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, Really, again, energizing like having a good interview with Comic-Con, only I don't have to go as press. I mean, I do, but I don't have to, you know, and that's what's great. Uh, and awards to leading content technology artists and innovators. So that's coming up in February and March. Uh, I've actually already actually cleared that with my with my work, so that I could have hopefully a little more time Good. and not get flown away Good. into the middle of the Cinequest. It was lonely last year without uh, you. Oh, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Debbie's going to be very upset with you when she has to listen to this time. section five times as you edited it out. Uh, so anyway. Uh, so that's, you know, that's a, a festival, not necessarily a convention, but that, you know, I was going to say is you've got this, the weekend after Heroes and Villains is San Francisco Comic-Con, yes, which I which think is very ha- similar to it's very much the Heroes same. and Villains. Yeah. Uh, I was going to, I probably have a ticket to that, but then I didn't realize genius that it's Labor Day weekend and I'm like, I'm not driving to the city on Labor <laughs> oh, Day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the worst possible. I so the, I think I I'm going to, in the opposite direction. I think I'm going to eat it on my ticket so and, uh, but i only wanted to go because Kristen ritter is going to be there uh, and yeah it's like and, oh. then, and jenna coleman oh yeah. uh, 50 pounds i said it <laughs> you're like wow you're really <laughs> you're never yeah. gonna meet anybody you're still no, so short i already met Kristen bell and aaron gray when did you and meet really Kristen bell i interviewed her for astro boy bull i did when was that before I knew you, I think. Oh, I hate For you. Astro Boy, the... The animated film. She was the yeah. female... Oh, was she a Astro voice Boy. in that? That was oh. not long ago. That was like six years ago. Yeah. I did know you, but you were just some guy who'd go, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this guy. I still do that. <laughs> 20 times. I'm doing that right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, and after that is Campbell Con, and then there's uh, which I will have a table at. And there's... Oh, excellent. Yeah. I think I'm going to go and this year. And there's one in Merced. Uh, there's a Comic Con starting up in Merced as well. Uh, well, the San Francisco one, to be clear, is is a moving show. It's some corporation that goes around. That's this is the third city that they've that's set up. That's more in. than I knew, and that's sort yeah. of like really wizard, that's oh. sort of like Wizard Wizard World. Yeah, and, you know these yeah. fly by nights. I don't know. I mean, it might be really cool. I, I I'm really more just mad at San Francisco for letting WonderCon go. You know, and uh, yeah, which would be back at Anaheim in 2017. So I'll go down for that too. Dang it, too yeah. many conventions. Yeah, I think if you go to San Francisco Comic Con dot org or con, it's sanfrancomiccon dot com. Okay, I just I, yeah, I'm looking to, at it right yeah. now. Yeah. At some point, we've got to have weekends to Ian ourselves. Even Mc, McDermott's going to be there. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I see that skin condition. Well, I, they did something neat up. on their on their front page. 
they do list the people who have canceled. Yes. Which I think is entirely straight uh, straightforward, bottom. forthright to do that. That's yeah. great integrity. Yeah. Absolutely. Because Aquaman was going to be there. But Jason, Jason Momoa canceled out. He, he canceled, canceled yeah. and some artists canceled. Well, because he's probably actually busy filming Justice League. Right. Or Aquaman, for that matter. Right. Secretly. We'll see. Yeah. It's like Priorities. I, well, if you want to have a career that makes it so that people want to meet you. Go to San Francisco at Labor Day, you know, come on. So, yeah. yeah. Remember me? I was on Stargate Atlantis. Was he? Yes. Yeah, oh, I remember no. you telling me that. that Which was... is kind of ironic, Atlantis. Nah. nah. Yes. I... <laughs> Years ago at Comic Con at a party, I met one of the guys, one of the main uh, alien warrior in the first Stargate. Oh yeah, t- uh, Teal. T- yeah, I don't know, but it was literally our conversation at a party. With very nice guy, we talked about our kids, and I said, "But I introduced myself and said, well, I'm here as press, but I, I don't watch your show. I have no idea.'" And it was the best conversation <laughs> because it was like, "Yeah, all right, we'll just have a, you know," and we just talked about life. It was He's one of those guys that plays like a, a very stringent almost wharf like character yes. but he's really <laughs> oh he was super that nice. was me at d23 with sydney last year or two years ago because i waited in those lines for all those kids and i had no oh, idea yeah, who yeah, they yeah. were you know and i'll never forget the day we were leaving we're walking out and sydney just kind of stopped me and started freaking out and there was some blonde girl i had no idea and she's like that's so-and-so from best friends whenever dog and, with a blog uh, it, it was that's oh, get, get with the times and uh you know <laughs> and so <laughs> my kids have outgrown it yeah yeah that uh, that's maybe. old school but she stopped me and i was like oh and so i and she was very nice and gracious and pulled sydney aside she's like oh do you want to get a picture and i'm like honestly i looked at her said honestly i have no idea who you are <laughs> and then she's like do you want a picture? <laughs> was, <laughs> you know, I mean, I got the adult version, but I was like, oh, sure, because she does. She seems excited. Great. Thanks, 12-year-old who makes more money than I'll ever see. Bye-bye. So, but it's I fine. do remember running into you. You were usually in a line, and you looked like someone oh. who's undergoing torture. <laughs> you, I'm in here for another. You I've been saw here me for, when I was I've waiting for, like, for two Z- hours. Zendaya, you know, yeah, waiting right, for, like, right. Casey, Zendaya? Uh, yeah, Mary Jane. Star of, yeah, yeah exactly. Star of Spider-Man Homecoming. I, who knew? I, who knew, right? You know, and I and I saw her, you know, and still don't care. But I mean, what? I mean, I think yeah. it's fine. She's Mary Jane. I have no problem with that. But I just, I what just, was great was well, the fact don't know that you were in line and, and Sydney was nowhere to be seen. She's off running around. Oh yeah, that. because like, well, my mom was there too, and That's so right. at one point, you know, I was just waiting in the line for you know six and a half days, and then they would go off and buy stuff and come back like, are, are we there? Are we close to? I was like, no, daddy okay, bookmark. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what it was, and I, but you know what? It was fine. I did it for her, and it was totally no, worth it. So, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I applaud you. For, and I'll probably do it again in the summer. And so. by the way, when we use that word probably, <laughs> I will. we really mean definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to be waiting for whatever kids so are. So let's talk a little bit of comics news before we play What's in the Bag, which is uh, that they did bag? announce uh, this this week that uh, Iron Man, the new Riri, uh, the the 15-year-old African-American girl who's going to wear the right. armor is not actually going to be called Iron Man. Right. Thus relieving all the sad and and twisted, twisted puppies yeah. that... Uh, what is she going to be called? Iron Heart. Oh. Which is a cool name, and apparently it means a lot more in the context of the story, too. That may be... Unfortunately, of course, Bleeding Cool has already uncovered that if you do a Google search and take your filters off... That's the name of the Japanese porn parody of Iron Man, Ironheart. Really? Oh, no. Uh-huh. Well, so we're looking at it and the name change is what you're saying. Okay. We, yeah. we just might be. That's uh, <laughs> what you get for picking an organ. So I, <laughs> so. And we've been told 
from birth, don't pick at it. That's right. It's going to leave a scab. You can cut that out. No, <laughs> no. No, no. There's your title. You're welcome. <laughs> That's why you don't have me on more than once every, like, six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll have you yeah, we'll have But you we'll on. have me next we'll week, have you last on, week, no, tonight. We'll yes. have you on right. last week. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, here. Well, the harvest is going to be great this year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we sacrifice our dignity, and that'll be three more months of winter. Amen. Yeah, all right. So, anyway... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so let's go to what's in the bag. We don't have Nate to sing it, but that's no. okay. Uh, the that's portion of the podcast where we just kind of recommend some comics from this week's stack and see. Rick, what's uh, what's first on? We don't even have the bag right now. We just what's uh, in the bag? What's on the table? What's on the table? Well, my bag's in the other room. Um, I'm going to start with uh, a Star Wars update because. Um, you know what? What uh, when you think Star Wars and you think comics, you undoubtedly go back to the excitement that was getting that first run of Star Wars comic books, right? The the idea that you were without a VCR, without any kind of DVD player or anything, you were able to relive the movie via this comic book right. series, we right? Were, we were so poor we didn't have color, right? <laughs> Not even in our comics, they were black and white. <laughs> even right. all the rich kids had color comics. Um. Right now we've got Marvel has a, thirty cents. Marvel has Poe Dameron. They have Star Wars. They have um, is the Han Solo one still going on? Is yes, that, there's the mini series Han, Han Solo, Solo. and uh, Darth Vader, which is wrapping up, which is just so good. Terrific book. Um, Catching up on Marvel Comics Unlimited. The 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 wrap up on that that storyline. I did not see it coming. I am not there yet. So. Oh. Don't tell me. I didn't even. I didn't. Even, I don't want to see it. Coming. I didn't even know there was a mystery to be resolved, and then all of a sudden they resolved it. And I went, "Whoa!" That's. I mean, not even just the story. This is just great storytelling. Then we have Star Wars: The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. which, which I skipped. Which yeah, this is just my completest sickness um, of having to have this. Um, Which I enjoy because, because I look at your complete sickness and then I go, I'm not so bad. I'm so I'm happy. Right. I'm but I look right. as as sad as Rick does. This is not a badly written. It's not a badly drawn. It's, it's by Chuck Wendig who wrote the Star Wars Aftermath novels. It is just, oh. It is. there's just really no reason for it because it is... It is. It doesn't add anything to having seen the movie. Well, that's what we said uh, when they first announced this. Is the purpose of a film adaptation in comics when we were kids? I'm going to be kind to us. Yes. We were still too old for it, but was because you didn't have it at home. Right. If you saw Star Wars, there was no way I could have even imagined in 1977 that one day. I'd be angry that I couldn't watch that version on Blu-ray because right. George Lucas changed it and was right. allowed to be released. Right. But I, ne- you know, I never imagined there'd be a v- v- VHS. I, you know, I actually I do remember when somebody had a pirate version. First time I ever encountered a friend right. of my parents had had a pirated version of Star Wars, and I didn't want to watch because it, it was too snowy because uh, <laughs> it was really bad pirate. Yeah, you were know? you watching Empire then? No, nah, I had sorry. a I, my first pirated one was Empire. Yeah, and it was snowy. It was in the snowy snow in the snow, and you're like, I can't make out a damn thing. But, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, the time for these it really does seem like it's gone away. And it's just, it adds nothing. And once you're done it, with it, the It actually cover, doesn't even include the whole story. Is it a direct adaptation? It's a direct yeah. adaptation minus 
a lot of aspects of, mm-hmm. of dialogue and And once you're story. done with it, once I mean once they collect it into a hardcover or even a paperback, it's gonna be more expensive than buying the Blu ray mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and having it. Yeah. So you know, if you haven't already gone down the path, if you aren't already already invested with the same sickness that I am Skip well, it. and let's face it. If you're listening to this podcast, hey, she, she you says BB eight, and it's spelled BB dash, and the word eight A T E. Yeah, is that they do that a lot in comics? Sorry, yeah, yeah. You know, it seems it's a like, odd. It's like saying three PO is three. Go ahead, BB eight. Three PO is always T H R E E P I O. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's weird because when they say it, that's how I see it. It's weird. It's weird in the Darth Vader where it's triple zero and. Which is the sensational character find oh, of 2013. Man. Han Solo. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry, you can't see it, but I'm just going to... I'm going to... And words... Yeah, book on tape. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Comic book on tape. <laughs> all right, so... So that's my my uh, public service announcement. All right. Uh, the next one I'm going to... I'll go with this. is the uh, second issue of Valiant's ongoing solo series for Faith, who is the member of Harbinger... Uh, although I guess Harbinger's really kind of broken up temporarily, uh, is named the hero is Zephyr, um, which we touted when it first came out. Uh, we touted the first issue of the miniseries. I'm giving this a run. I need this to break a pattern. It's already developed a pattern, and I don't, and I'm not super happy about it. Which is at the end of the first issue, uh, she fell for some good looking. She had yeah. it, it happened in the miniseries as well, where she met some Hollywood guy, and she fell for this develop this fantasy about oh no you're not you know and it turns out that he's evil and it's like already this has happened in f- over five issues four issues miniseries and one issue so it's like bridget jones it's superhero. like it's like happening again <laughs> yeah when it's a really great character uh, and with a lot of great potential and a lot of interesting things to say because of her day job as the blogger yeah for the cele- you know the celebrity blogger and she's on the superhero beat that that there's something that could be done interestingly about what what does celebrity mean in this world, uh, in, in this comic book world for superheroes. And, I mean, the fandom is down, which is great. That's what I love is reading is that Faith is so totally one of us. Uh, but it's already falling into pattern. So I just want to say I'm, it, I half recommend it. I enjoyed it. But, I, but when I've gone through five issues of a comic and I'm already seeing the storyline repeat, I'm a little bothered. Mm. Even when they call attention to... Remember what happened in the li- in the miniseries, you know? And, and nice. it's like, why'd you fall for it again? Yeah. Then, if you if you if it's high in your mind that this happened, so that's that. Next up for you, Rick. So you were skipping this one, uh, so that you could do it. Okay. Right? Uh, I haven't bought you. I haven't bought this series since the initial run, and I I bought a lot of the first one, and at at some point it just I started. I did buy the new fifty two one, uh, or I bought the last one, the 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 DCU okay. version. So. Um, but Hellblazer, I I thoroughly enjoyed until a point in the initial run where I just felt like it's kind of doing stuff it's already done, and so I dropped out. And like you, I really enjoyed the TV show after it hit its groove and got canceled. Uh, isn't that always the way? Uh, so Hellblazer number one, uh, two ninety nine. The Hellblazer. The so Hellblazer. Different, each one's right. had a different title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then I have to do volume two. Um, it's it's uh, flipping through it. It's got a good Moritat, art. Moritat is the artist. The artist on uh, Elephant Men. Yeah, and Starkings. And um, we got Swamp Thing in this one already in the first issue. Swamp so. Thing's all over the place. They got an action yeah. figure to sell. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm pretty happy. I'm looking forward to reading this one. Just picked it up today. So, yeah, I read the Rebirth 
issue, and it's interesting because I know it's it's a little controversial because the thing with Moritat on the art is it's a lot cleaner. Yeah, than, than, the, you've than had, the last versions yeah, of Constantine. It's usually had. been kind of a scratchy, dirty pen look. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. So it's interesting. I I, I bought that as well. Um, okay, so I, now I will go to. Did you have this one on? No, I missed that one entirely. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go rebirth because I, at some point in the next few weeks, when I don't have and I'm not too swamped with work, because well, you, re- you're going big rebirth these all say rebirth on them but you've got the rebirth oh, right. this underneath is, which is it's frustrating this is it's the only totally thing frustrating because yes this means this is blue beetle rebirth is the name of the comic right as opposed to being the actual blue beetle number one right and if dc's made any mistake with rebirth it's that's that. it yeah just do zero issues because then i know if i've bought it yeah uh, because i realized today i had missed titans and i meant to because i couldn't remember if i had bought when i saw titans rebirth one or re or Rebirth, Titans, number one, if I'd had it already. So right. number two came out today and went, I just, you know, guys, look in the database. Have I bought this? No, you haven't. Good, then I'm going to buy this. <laughs> you know, but, so it's frustrating. But I do want to revisit all of the Rebirth. We, we covered the announcement when it was initial. And I just don't think that DC has made a false step with these books. So I have not read this Blue Beetle, but I'm excited the Blue Beetle's back because I know that he resonates and very strongly. It's the strong Jamie. With uh, it's 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 Jaime Reyes with Ted Cord as his mentor. Yeah. So and that's then, a nice straddling the line there. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I know that one of the things with this is that the purpose of Rebirth is to sort of reposition or to make sure they're emphasizing when they're in position to be that crossover, that transmedia, mm-hmm. what characters can go. And this is one because you know that Jaime's armor looks like a Power Ranger. So kids love Jaime. That's why he was so so central to Brave and the Bold, the animated series. is And, and I think he ended up showing up on Young Justice. Uh, and uh, he's in the Teen Titans, Justice League versus Teen Titans film. Uh, so I'm very excited to see him back and and center in the DC in the new rebirth. So I just going to recommend it side unseen because I love the character. Well, we already talked about Iron Man, so I'm not going to talk about how much I've been enjoying the international Iron Man and the storyline about real, what's the word for humble brag when you're sneaking in an extra book recommendation. <laughs> I, I, I say I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about I'm the storyline. Brett Schneidering about, about the, uh, about the or the actual origins of Tony Stark. <laughs> this Bendis written uh, storyline instead I'm going to go with Doctor Strange Prelude because it leads into so much cool stuff because but unfortunately not the Disney Infinity figure no no yeah unfortunately we'll have to make those ourselves Um, burn but this uh, this is this is as all the Prelude books are this is a storyline that leads into the movie version of Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's got the picture of the Cumberbatch on the front. Uh, but now, having just told me, there's no point in Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I bought the Ant Man Prelude, and I felt very ripped off. Yeah. So, what does a Doctor Strange Prelude have to offer that I, that I need? I, I I don't know. I didn't read the okay. Ant Man one, and I've read, but I've read some other ones, and they're, I mean, it's just an, it's a story, and this one looks like it focuses mostly on the ancient one. Okay, so we're gonna get a little ancient woman one action going on here. <laughs> I yeah. want you to just think back to what you just said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little Tilda Swinton action. Little it does, Tilda. It, yeah. it does remind me. Did you watch last week tonight? 
John Oliver had this thing about uh, somebody politically was interviewing like, you know, if aliens landed, would, would you ever think that, oh, it was about the Democratic convention. It says that the Democrats and this, would you ask them, like, would would you, they have ever expected this to happen in John, John Oliver magazine? If aliens landed, your first question is about our own political system. Shouldn't it be like, uh, you know, what's life, uh, you, you know, what do you, what's your favorite food? Are, or, you know, are you here to eat us or mm-hmm. What was Tilda Swinton like as a child? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good burn. Good one. Good one. But anyway, uh, my next one, uh, sight unseen, is Duck Avenger from IDW, who is very choosy about these very bizarre uh, uh, Disney adaptations. This is from a run of Italian comics, so never before translated into English. I mean... Disney has had a bad or has had trouble getting a foothold in comics in the last 20, 30 years of, of the standard characters. They don't, a lot of different publishers have picked up the license and not done particularly well with it. Boom Studios had it briefly, did some pretty good work with it, but it expired because Disney bought Marvel and then Disney gave everything to IDW anyway, or, you know, licenses out. But the, the smart money is on reprinting Italian material or foreign material. And this is Donald Duck, not. Not Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. This is Donald Duck as uh, as a superhero, um, and this has a, an incredible, you know, great critical history as far as like people saying this is a really great run of comics. This is his first English uh, appearance with Donald and everybody in Duckburg. But art on that first page superhero. looked very different from the art later on in the. Uh, yes, book. there's a thing called uh, Planet Evronia. So the is an alien planet, and then ex, ex- explaining the origin. Then it goes more to a, kind of a Carl mm-hmm. uh, Barks, like Carl Barks and, uh, breakdown. Yeah. So I picked this one up sight unseen, just being recommended that it's uh, a. Well, how much was so that book? Four ninety nine. This is thick, yeah. and this the other thing. It's with, a thick book, yes. and this is the other thing with reprint material is even though we've never we've never seen it before, you know they can put pack a lot of pages yeah. in because they're not they've already paid for it. They're paying royalties, not not yeah. a yeah, not for a new for new writing and art, just translators. So uh, Justa, I'm sure it's great great translation, but anyway, this is issue zero, four ninety nine for seventy two pages. And we're not getting those deals too often. No, so no, no. I think great, I mean, great uh, like uh, what's the Dark Horse Presents is like 50 pages for four ninety nine. Yeah. And that's that's still a good bargain and for DC's them. And DC's Legends of Tomorrow is like 88 pages, but it's seven ninety nine. Yeah. So anyway. next up on your stack. Didn't we do them all? Wasn't that two? Was it? Uh, well, I did Star Wars oh, I, and a Hellblazer uh, and Doctor Strange and oh, snuck a little Iron Man. You're sneaking in and everyone wins. No, no all I right. Think. No, did I not? Okay. You, you're Brett Schneidering. Uh, I <laughs> I'll let it go. Someone write it and said, Derek, I got to say two. Oh, no, I did Faith. That's right, because I put it go. off to the side. All right, so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I just uh, forgot that I had a left-hand side. Um, <laughs> it was weird because I'm left-handed. Pass the Ducci. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just pass on to movies, there shall you we? Go. <laughs> uh, you know, as we were speaking earlier of Constantine, Constantine's going to make his film re-debut. I said review because he was, of course, Keanu Reeves in 1998 or 1999. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe it wasn't that long ago. Uh, 2003. Time flies. All I know is I think yeah. Keanu Reeves is hiding. Heyday. Because finally. He's got a movie coming out. Point well, Break? Kind of. uh, or well, they just remade that. Uh <laughs> Maybe, finally, truly, the Justice League Dark film that started with uh, Guillermo del Toro writing a script yeah. uh, is uh, is officially got a director attached, Doug Lehman, 
uh, left the Gambit production from Fox for X-Men to go direct what is now called Dark Justice. But it was Justice League Dark, and it was originally like... Just a second. Was Gam- is Gambit actually in production, or he left the the proposed it's staffing? In pre- it's in pre-production. He's in pre-production. And, okay, uh, it's been in pre-production kinds, for it's forever. Yeah. You know? So I don't think I think the Gambit movie is as likely to happen as nine out of ten Guillermo del Toro films. <laughs> so it's uh, but uh, anyway, he's going. He, so he's going to do that, which will have Etrigan, Swamp Thing, Spectre, Constantine leading Zatanna, and I think Black Orchid is going to be in there. Which is also at the line of they're doing a Justice League dark animated film, which is why I think they're going to call this Dark Justice for the live action, mm. and uh, you know because there's, we're going to get a Justice League dark animated film. Uh, I think is the next one coming out after. How do you feel about that? About what Justice about League about rebranding, not using the same title, kind of thing. I can understand why they would think maybe there's a little bit of confusion. Yeah. Um, I think it because, actually creates more confusion. No, here, here's what I'd say is because right now the headlines already are. Um, really, I thought the point was that the Justice League was dark. So the joke is already being made. You yeah. know? So you can't say, this was Justice League and this was Justice League dark. And then they go, hmm, yeah. The, the Batman v Superman, that was that was so light. you know. So I they really – they do have to rebrand a little yeah. bit. Um, and it's sort of like our joke from long ago that Jason started with, like, how to train your dragon became dragons. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, wow, that was a while ago. That, that was, was a while, while ago. Yeah. That was, a, that was a, a sound bite that used to end the uh, show for a long yeah. time. Dragons. <laughs> dragons. Uh, you know, that the people that you have Felicia's to. Felicia's in my pocket. You can't, yep. call it, you can't call it Justice League. You can't just add those things on cinematically. You can do it for for comics because we're a little more obsessive in keep, keeping track of it. Um but you know, and it doesn't matter. There's still going to be people that go, you know, I, I want to see that Justice League Dark movie or that 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 Dark League. You know, it will be called a they'll thousand. Call, they'll call it whatever. <laughs> the they'll say, I'm going to go see Justice League Dark. The Dark yeah. League. Not, well, yeah. The Dark League. Dark you know? League. It's going to be yeah. a sports film. Yeah. Monsters. They, yeah, you know, yeah. we're going to see those monster guys. See that dark superhero. I flick. mean, what I'd like to see is now it'll be interesting who gets to play Constantine. Out of all the other, yeah. you know, all the other things is uh, because Matt Ryan is going to be the animated one. He's all over the Arrowverse, and they're kind of quietly. Oh, saying, he's going to be the voice of the animated one too. Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. So they've been saying they're trying to work it out somewhere in in the Arrowverse, as they call it on CW. Constantine might make another appearance this season. Mm. So he's really owning that character in a way Keanu Reeves did not. So yeah, even I, in a weird way, for a character that's had fewer appearances, I think there might be bigger fan backlash. If about it's that, somebody else. Then, then, then with Ezra Miller taking right, taking the cinematic right, version right, of right. Grant Gustin, mm. so it's just interesting. It's kind of it is kind of weird though that that they would might not recast one where they recast another one. Yeah. Although if there was any if there was a character that remains unchanging across Indeed. the multiverse, Indeed. it should be John Constantine. Yeah, who <laughs> just is bloody hell, mate. We're not gonna, you know. It's just I'm he'll reference Flash looks different. Yeah, like, you're not the one I've met. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, you're the one. Yeah. <laughs> you're that one. You're, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're so. the one no one likes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm so <laughs> waiting for that moment. Please <laughs> so let that happen. That would be great. Oh, my God. It tasted like vanilla to me. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh. Uh, 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 a, a quasi-DC news thing, because this was actually originally published by DC, and then re- I have to get this hardcover. Uh, 
The Monolith by Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti was optioned and is now being produced by Lionsgate as a film. Do you remember The Monolith as a miniseries? I'm, Batman crossed over into it, so they own it. I don't know, you know how funny? they reprinted it without Batman. Oh, no, okay, okay. I was going, I was going. I was, you that? went to 2001, didn't no, you? No, no, I was going. That's where I went. No, I was going <laughs> to Marvel's Colossus. Which no. was not not the same it, thing. The Living Colossus. It, the Living Colossus. Um, similar idea. So the which monolith, I love that. The book. monolith was about these two women. Uh, one girl, her one woman, her grandfather died, so she inherited like the brownstone, mm-hmm. and in the basement was a golem. Okay. And so she discovers that her grandfather was this rabbi who had created. I may be misremembering, so if Jimmy Palmiotti is listening, please don't be mad at me. Just know I, I enjoyed it. It's been a long time since I've read it. Uh, that basically they, she found she inherited a golem, and so they're kind of like fighting crime. And I remember, and that's why I have to get like there's a trade that I don't remember. Who She's a grandma. It. He's a golem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Together they fight crime. It's gonna be a night on the town to remember. I think it's that he's just <laughs> protecting her, like following around, and she gets mugged one night, and so you know it's like then that thing, which is always the story with the legend of the golem, is when you start choosing targets right. for him, you know, right. it is like, are you doing the right, the right justice thing? I don't, were they doing the full thing with the tablet on the tongue and stuff? Uh, with the, with the Emmett on his, uh, the, okay. the letter for, for that. Yeah. So, um, I know that Batman appeared in it because he checked it out like you know, to, exactly. To boost sales. <laughs> Probably. Um, but because it was creator owned, they have it back. And I don't know if it's only available through paper films, uh, which is Jimmy Palmiotti's uh, company with Justin Gray, or if maybe Dark Horse had picked it up and put it together as a trade huh. or image. I'm, I'm not sure. But it is one that it reminded me with this announcement. Happy that, that they got this deal, but that I want to go back and reread it because it was, it was. I remember it being great art. It was a fun story, a really interesting take on, on an old legend. And, I, you know, when people talk about being tired of superhero films, I love when something like this, which is so kind of a twist to the left that people aren't going to expect because it could, it could very easily be made as a horror film, mm. you know, um, yeah. it is, is going to happen and, and could not happen to nice, uh, you know, a nicer creator than Jimmy, Jimmy Bormiotti and Justin Gray. I just don't know Justin. So, um, has he had, he, has he had other stuff? He's had stuff optioned. Has well, he had painkiller for... Jane? Oh, okay. Had yeah, a couple yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said he's had a few. There are a lot of things that you can't talk about. He yeah. always posts that on Facebook, like, "Oh, there's something good happening," you know. But I mean, it's Hollywood, as we always say. You really cannot be sure it's happening until not only have you cashed the check, it's cleared, uh, but but you you're have to getting, wait until it's been in the theaters. But, for you're, a while, but you know, you're getting the residuals from the from the second release of the Blu-ray, and yeah. that's when you know it was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, I believe The Force Awakens has a second release coming. Did we talk about November, that? Remember? Yeah. yeah, I think we did. The yeah. only reason I'm getting it is because it has the commentary track, which I I love to listen to. The you know it's got the Abrams commentary. Well, the 3D. I, who cares? But is Abrams doing the commentary? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You yeah. didn't on the first one. Nope. How do you have time to watch all this? I watch it at like two in the morning when. Oh, that's I'm, right. You don't sleep. Yeah. So I mean, I, I binge you know binge watch Netflix shows and you know powered I, by bitterness. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I watched all those Stranger Things in one night. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Dude, I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. I just can't. Well, that one I was like, I gotta keep seeing what's that. Sorry, that was a tangent, but Stranger right. Things is awesome. So. And it, but as you mentioned, uh, Doctor Strange, it was revealed today that though he won't be credited on the film, Dan Harmon from Community did some script doctoring on it. For, the, for reshoots and so some cool. additional scenes so there'll be Harmon scripted moments which I think is a really so the scene where he's leaping from chair to chair to avoid the lava 
Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll be, basically, yeah. this is the. Well, no, it's when we find out that he got his doctorate from Green Day. <laughs> so, <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> be up on the wall, just, yeah, yeah. Just there, Greendale. Yeah, this be, is the strangest of all timelines. That, that's right. <laughs> he has, he has the you know the human mascot T-shirt. You yeah. know, so uh, <laughs> oh, he was best friends with Britta. Jiminy Christmas, if that happened, that would be <laughs> epic. So it won't. But uh, no. You know, uh, but uh, and, and so I got a lot of Marvel stuff here. Is that. Uh, Mark Mothersbaugh is going to do the score for Thor Ragnarok, which mm. I can't believe how excited I am by that. Uh, and there was a picture tweeted out. So, I mean, which I don't know why I didn't think of this, is what, what the Ragnarok is, 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 is uh, um, not J.M. Day Mateus, uh, J. Michael Straczynski's Thor run, I mean, lifting up some ideas, because there's a picture of, o- of Anthony Hopkins as a crazy homeless Odin on Earth. Okay, so that it is that right. kind of that version of Ragnarok world that, where the gods okay. have essentially Loki's tricked them Which all up. Which they have a picture of him like that yeah, for real. No, yeah, no, exactly yeah. Between, it's yeah. kind of like American Gods, yeah. actually. With, yeah, they've mm-hmm. all. Uh, that's true. That's that's true. So if they integrated, if, they can, with, if, if Ragnarok can beat American Gods to television, I you know I don't know. Uh, I mean, but it also has Hulk and, yeah. and all that, and, I think, and a Doctor Strange the, cameo yeah. apparently. Apparently, that, that shot of him holding the Bleecker Street card. So mm-hmm. yeah, which may be all it needs by that time. By the time that comes out, right? Only is a card that says Bleecker Street, and everybody goes, that'll be it's going gonna, gonna, gonna to be the tag. You know, it'll just be like the end of the movie. It's like, yes. oh, I have because a boo You know what's going to tie in, and this was the Karen Gillan <laughs> thing I was going to say is yes. that Vin Diesel did like a half hour rambling, oh, uh, yeah. Facebook Live thing, thanking his fans, and in it said. And Marvel's Go Quiet is that the Guardians of the Galaxy will be in an Infinity War, which... How I, could they not be, though? I mean, really. But James Gunn has said, no, they weren't going to well, be. We're not going to cross they have over, to keep him... Yeah. Yeah. But I, you do have to. You're right. Yeah. I mean, if you're setting up that you're fighting Thanos right. on one front, right. and Thanos is coming to Earth to yeah. fight on another front, yeah. yeah. The Guardians have to show up. And my gosh, they just showed up in Civil War too. So, you know, yeah. in the comics. So everybody associates it all together. Yes, yes. And the nerdgasming that's going to happen with that movie. If, if going to happen? Uh, it's y- happening I now. know. I mean, it's just... Like, it's like tantric. It's like listening to a Sting album. We are... <laughs> <laughs> wow. What, what is it up to? Like, there's like 65, 70 Marvel characters so far that they're, they've written in? I, I think so. Tentatively? I mean, like... In, yeah. I mean, even if they got to green screen some of them in and pull, like, an Arrested Development Season 3. You know what this, I mean, like, I'm fine with that. You know what this film is? It's like, it's like Night of a Hundred Stars. It's just yeah. Like, the title sequence goes, and then this is like by Iron Man, <laughs> Ant Man, yeah. and then tag. <laughs> you Do you know? think they're going to work in the Netflixers and ABC and all that? I, I mean, doubt it. Now, I, the the reason I doubt it is because now they're two separate production companies. Mm. Plus, and those the, characters are much more. Darker. For lack of a better word, grounded. Sure. But you know what? All they have to do, and that's enough for the nerdgasm to continue, is... Mention them? It, it, <laughs> it, it, well, just a little cameo of, like, here they are, like, you know, yeah. maybe a building's collapsing and Daredevil swings by and... Right. Say somebody, or, you know... Bounce. Do you think that could happen? I would like it to happen. Right. Um, I don't know. It really just depends on how acrimonious... Really, yeah. the split is, and we don't know yet because Civil War was the la- uh, is the last movie that was done under the old uh, formation with the Brain Trust with mm. Brian Michael Bendis with uh, Joe Casey. I think was involved. There were like five comic book writers to help helping Kevin Feige. Mm. So the next one, Doctor Strange, is really the test to see where this know, is going to go. Are, yeah. are they able to function as their own? But that now that split is now the effects of that split are are, are t- setting in. Mm. 
Jeff Loeb seems to think they're still going to get around. But you've heard um, Chloe Bennett and and Clark Gregg have both said like. Uh, you know, I we haven't we're yeah. not we're not being acknowledged at all by right. the film. Yeah. So right. I, you know, I'd like to be sure, but you know, so I, I don't know that that will happen. I just don't know why because it just seems beneficial to all parties involved that they did do that. I mean, even if it was a throwaway cameo, like oh, there he swung by, or hey, you know, there goes Jessica Jones hopping off of a building. You're right, and it does feel kind of weird when they write it or, the other way when they write around that kind of stuff. Yeah. in the in the in the uh, Netflix stuff well they even they i mean they reference them but kind of obliquely uh, well i mean later. like jessica jones full-on mentioned hulk i yeah, mean yeah. And, you know i mean and it's like if you're gonna do that i mean just, okay. just don't underestimate the bitterness and, and and vindictiveness of people of the players involved and yeah that includes ike perlmutter yeah mm-hmm. you know i, I uh, research some of the stuff that's going on with ike perlmutter right now yeah um the lawsuits involving stolen dna samples and, and it, it is so Bizarre. I don't even know what the truth is, and I don't even know who I side with in that. It's like, why is it wherever Ike Perlmutter goes, for a man who's trying to protect his privacy, everything goes crazy around <laughs> this guy, um, including you know that he is the he is the largest donor to uh, Trump's campaign. Oh, wow. He's the largest private donor. So there you go. Um, and that's not to get political. Right. Whether, you know, if there are Trump Trump voters listening, great, good for you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but it's interesting that that is, especially for a publishing company, that they have out and out taken huge shots at Trump. Mm. Uh, in Spider Gwen, did you see that where um, the Modoc, where the Modoc was Trump? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like it's clear where the creators lie. Right. And yet, <laughs> and yet, every time we buy it, that money is actually going. You is know, that America's but, King. The, the acronym is changed. Yes, I don't remember what it was. I just thought, wow. You know, interesting. That was bold. I've never. I don't remember a comic being that bold. I can think of one giant size man thing when they had made Nixon. Yeah, but nobody into read a character. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't Hate Monger and Kirby's Run became Nixon or uh, was really, yes, yeah, yes. There was they tore the mask off. Tore the mask off. But it, it was somebody, never called or, or not. Not Nixon. Uh, not Hate Monger. It was like the. Well, maybe it was the head of the I Secret Empire. Was, I think it was Hate Monger. Something I, I, I remember. Re- I've never read the. Comp. But I think they wrote it around that, that it wasn't really Nixon. It was just somebody who looked like it was him a life model yeah. decoy, mm-hmm. uh, or like Venture Brothers, just some shape changer wanted to be Nixon. Yeah, because uh, why not? Right? Yeah, yeah. shape changers. Uh, so <laughs> go fig. Speaking of, you know, there we go. So let's. Get, who wouldn't want to be Bowie? I mean, that's it. You know, that was the answer there. Uh, let's turn to TV, which is. Uh, Speaking of things changing, The Tick. Have you watched the Amazon Prime pilot? I did pilot watch that, of, yes. Of, I, I watched watch that at it. work. <laughs> we got I what, liked it. We got what we were promised. Yeah. I I don't think it's going to get picked up, but, no, I, because but I liked I, it. I didn't. I didn't. And and I think I'm going to watch it again. Mm. Uh, Was it that's funny? Sick problem. Not particularly. Okay. And the reason is, I think it... Re, it, it so I'm going to put this out to, here to you guys. Every time The Tick has had a new incarnation... I think this is the only time in our cult, pop cultural history where it sort of reversed itself. Instead of starting out serious and becoming comedic, it started out as such a huge parody and broad and hilarious. Each incarnation Ben Edlund has made more and more serious. So when they got to this, they he promised it's going to be like a it's going to be grittier and darker, and it is. And mm, I realized yeah. after watching it, the crucial mistake was it's funny. To reference, and I'll try not to, not to put a spoiler in here, to reference tragic things where we can't see it. 
Uh-huh. Mm. And this is going into Arthur's background. Mm-hmm. The, the pilot is all about Arthur. Yeah. And then they, they, they reference it. I laughed at the reference of this violent thing, not realizing it was connected oh, to Arthur. The flashback. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. then they showed the flashback. Right. And they showed it actually happening and yeah. all the tragedy. And then I went, that's not... I can't laugh at it. And so maybe that's why I want to watch it again. It's like, mm. even though I can't laugh at it, if I can take the pilot seriously instead of, I'm going, all right, you got big shoes to fill because I love those seven episodes of Patrick Warburton as yeah. the tick. Yeah. They're hilarious. They're loopy. They're wonderful. I love that animated series. Mm. That was one where when I was really, really active in comedy sports and, and I was still, it was still early in nerds taking over the world. Right. The fact <laughs> that other people I knew that weren't comic book fans were watching the Saturday morning cartoon and coming up to me desperate to talk to that more so than even Batman, yeah. you know, when Michael Keaton was Batman. As far as just people going, like, that show is really... And it was... That was, to me, a watershed of people confessing they'd read the Galactus trilogy. You know, and that they knew the references there. I mean, in a way, outside of comic book fans. People right, that right, said, right. I used to read comics, and this is hilarious. You know, I, I got But the thing, about, the thing about the tick is it's just... It's pure absurdist comedy. And this is not. And you and when you when you are absurdist, you cannot go to real feelings. The most... The biggest, the biggest kind of misunderstanding they would have is he's not my friend anymore. That kind of that level. This of, is the problem with our backstory obsessed culture. Yeah, like I said, it's funny when you've got distance, and then they took away the distance. It was a little too deep for my taste, but I mean, I think I, that, I took it for what it was. So yeah. that and that woman, I thought it was Naomi Watts for twenty minutes. I did too. <laughs> the American the, the yeah. playing Dot, playing Arthur's sister. Yeah, oh, okay. Um, but you I, know, I had to do a double take. A, I, yeah, I did <laughs> too. She really looked like her. And, and uh, Peter Serafinowicz was a great tick. Yeah, his narration at the beginning was like, "That's great." He sounds just like Townsend Coleman, who yeah. was the animated one. And then he kind of backed away from that voice. But it was like, okay, it's cool. But the other thing, and I'm seeing this fan theory. And Rick, when you watch it, maybe we can talk about it in a couple of weeks. Um, next time we, we meet is the fan theory is is the tick all in Arthur's mind? <laughs> God. Oh, okay. Hmm. Because there That's are little pieces of evidence where it could be, and then I'm arguing back. No, there are scenes that it couldn't be, but right. it's hard. So he's Harvey. No, that it maybe it's it's Fight Club. That were that oh. Arthur, you know. I don't think it's po- I don't think it's plausible as yeah. a plot twist, yeah. and we may not know. We may not find out. But the other thing I'd say is, when I, you know, on the cartoon when the terror showed up, that was hilarious to me. And when Armin Shimmerman played it, and it's still my, you know, my favorite episode of the of the live action series was when when the tick basically broke into the retirement home to taunt the terror into coming back into crime, yeah. just so he could say he had taken on the terror. Yeah. That was hilarious, and Shimmerman's performance was hilarious. Jackie Earl Haley, who is the only person, and I don't think he's an ugly man, but for some reason, you put him in prosthetic makeup, Uh meant to make him look scary, and he's somehow creepier and scarier if you don't put the makeup on, (laughs) you know, because that's in Freddy, Freddy, you know, the Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. (laughs) A Nightmare on Elm Street yeah, yeah. before uh, Christmas. And that remake. Way to go on that ride. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was scarier when they showed Freddy without makeup. Yeah. And he's scarier. Uh, and, and, 
he's very scary on Preacher. Yeah. And, and mm. in this, as the terror, it's like, no, there's still nothing funny about the terror. I tried to laugh at, the, at, at one little thing he did. I'm like, no, this was not a comfortable laugh. This was the well, terror. Like the terror is really and, yeah. ter- is yeah. really a terror. Right. And so that's not my tech. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, and, and so I'm trying to think, was there any other point in pop culture where something that started out funny was remade as a drama? You purposely, know, the, purposely, because okay. I know that there have been comedy re- remakes of comedies that weren't funny, mm-hmm. but but I don't think anybody meant to not be funny. Yeah, I don't this, think I don't think means the, to the be only funny. thing that comes to mind is and it's not even a remake is, is ruling class where it starts off funny. But that's and a that's a dark satire. That splits, really is yeah. that's true satire. Yeah, and or maybe that's what we should say is the 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 tick started out as parody. Yeah, this is satire in its. In its most uh, didactic, pedantic, I guess is better to say, pedantic definition of satire. Yeah. Because I just could not laugh, except when Peter Serafinowicz was on. Can he sell Spoon, though? He didn't say he didn't it. He didn't say it. And I don't think he's going it, to. Yeah. I don't think he's going to. Oh. Yeah. So It's certainly a product. If they make it, because this is still an Amazon pilot, which yeah. means people had to vote for it. Yeah. And it's I want to watch certainly a product of... Of our time currently, you know, I mean, it's not it's not the Warburton tick, you know, from like you said, but I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just because I was at work and I was welcoming the distraction. But I mean, like I took it for what it was. But I mean, I I don't see it continuing. I I just don't think it's going to work. It's just like an interesting short film of the tick. Yeah, it's like a like an ultimate fan film almost, you know, where someone just kind of put their own spin on it and went, oh, I'm going to go this way and make it Fight Club-ish. Sure. No, and that's why I don't think think Arthur is because he still gets the moth suit. Yes. And so I was like, why would he get that if... You if know. he wasn't real, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, right. I, I don't know. It could, it, it could well be because there is a scene that was like, it's that something's going on. Yeah, that's very different. Which again, we'll probably never find out. So, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I think there are enough people that were just desperate for the tick tick to return that might get the vote. It might get one season. It's no Mozart in the jungle. I haven't, I haven't watched I Mozart. Haven't either. The the I watched one. the first episode. It's the only it one I know. Wasn't I, bad. But yeah. honestly, I feel so overloaded with stuff. Again. Yeah, this. Yeah. I, I don't I want to get this, into another show. I have <laughs> this stack of Blu-rays, and so my apology to Warner Brothers because I should say, if you're into the CW and the Arrowverse we mentioned earlier, now is the time to catch up. Warner Brothers has sent me. I got Supergirl season one. I got DC's Legends of Tomorrow season one, Arrow season four, and Lucifer season one because they all came out this week. Or in the last two weeks. Yeah. So if you haven't, if you're like, oh, I can't get into these shows now, now's a chance you can binge watch these things. Right. But it's just like, I got to watch all these. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I've seen most of the other of, of the stuff, but I haven't yeah, watched. Yeah, haven't you watched them anyway? Not everything. No. no. I missed an episode of Supergirl, so I was very excited to do that. Oh, okay. And, um, and I'm kind of interested in what they do with, with the extras. Cause Have you seen Hex Lucifer? Oh, yeah. Is that any good? I watched the first three episodes of Lucifer. Yeah. There's a Jonah Hex Feature, uh, feature feature on uh, like a like a, a documentary like a history of Jonah Hex on Legends Tomorrow because of Jonathan oh because Shake of his appearance in that episode okay. so, who will also be at Hero Fest the actor who plays Jonathan Shake yeah he'll be there interesting so, so yeah. um you know so I, there's all that and then I, I still I realized when we talk about Amazon I haven't seen other than the pilot I haven't watched Man in the High Castle and I really wanted oh, to yeah. watch that series like, yeah. I thought I loved that pilot and was like yeah you know so mm, there's so much going on. Uh, including in October, 
which we actually reported on a long time ago, and it finally, finally is happening. Batman, Return of the Cape Crusaders, oh, yeah. the animated film with Adam West, Burt Ward, and Julie Newmar voicing their original characters. I love the online comments where I, you know, never read the comments, even when they're positive. It's like, I was going, Burt Ward sounds exactly the same. Listening to Adam West made me sad. I'm like, he's 85 years old. And of he course still he doesn't. sounds the same. He sounds a little, you know, his Maybe voice just is a little I raspier. Hear my family guy so much, it's like he never stops. Yeah. He's still got the rhythm and it's yeah. fine and it's yeah. funny and, you know, yes, he's older. You can't control it. It's like, what do you expect him to sound like? Yeah. This is exciting that he's got this job again. God, he's 85. Well, you know, Jesus. I think he and Shatner are the same age. They're going to work over his. They're going to work that audio over a little bit too in the lab, just to make it sound a little better. Make they it, might make yeah. him sound like he I, did. you know. I think this is one of those things where they weren't sure if they had an audience, which is stupid. But uh, you yeah. know, we know we did that they did. But it, I would be, I would love to see while they're still, you know, while they're viable, is let's do two or three of these. Mm, let's sure. see these guys get this work because everybody loves that take on the characters. Yeah. Mm. Um, what's interesting in the trailer is I barely heard someone doing a Burgess Meredith and the penguin's pretty easy. I think a lot of people do impersonations. <laughs> what I haven't heard is outside of the joke. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard the, the Joker outside of the laugh. So I want to, you know, I don't know who's doing, doing Caesar that Romero. part and, and be really hard. Who can, who Frank can Gorshin. feel Frank Gorshin's vocal cords, uh. man? I, you know, but I'm looking forward to it. The animation looks good. It looks like. You know, it's it's going to be fun. So I'm very excited. That's coming in October. And I, either today or maybe even as we're talking about this, Con Man the Game for your iOS. I'm looking forward to that. Is out where... Uh, the Tudic series? The, the Tudic series. That you introduced a, me to, a, yes. Yes, yes. That there is... Uh, Check in now. It's going from se- uh, partially the setting of the second season mm-hmm. at Shaka Khan. Uh, <laughs> When is the second season coming? They're done with it, right? Uh, I'm not, I'm not positive they're totally filmed. Yeah. Uh, things have been up in the air. Like Originally, I was told at, at one point um, that a lot of the schedule had been, you know, because you know, it, it, we, we know, you know. Uh, he gets screwed up because he got there. powerless. It's yeah. there. Con man the game. Okay, I got to delete some things from my phone so I can download that. Yep. Um, <laughs> just that. Uh, and it just it, says get on it, so it's free. Is that uh, power? Yeah, powerless messed things up for the filming because it got greenlit. But yeah. now apparently there's when they're saying the producer of power or the creator the of creator powerless left left, yeah. and they're saying so. Well, they haven't filmed anything yet. And I'm like, well, no, that's not what I've heard. You know, yeah. that I think which I think probably what it is is more likely they did do something, but now they got to change it. Yeah. And that guy left it as a result of it. Right. Um, so I don't know. I know that that messed up some of the scheduling for Con Man. Right. So I don't know if they're done or still in the midst. But uh, Con Man the Game from Monkey Strength Productions. Monkey Strength. Excellent. Use so my monkey strength. Where you Podcast are at, pickle. Where you are going to build. <laughs> you love that. <laughs> uh, and if we, we could be sponsored by Mo- Monkey Shoulder Scotch. That's good stuff. Hey. Uh, and Tesla. I don't know. I just wanted to add something. Else. I like that. You know, I do like this. I, I saw this joke running around Facebook, which is if somebody steals a Tesla, does that become an Edison? <laughs> I can't take credit for it. It's one of those anonymous things. That's no, you going should have taken credit for it. That was I good. I know, but it is good. That's but I, good. I, I don't take, I know. You can't. I wish I knew. So somebody write in and take credit. It's sort of like that, that old South Park episode. Someone will comment on it. That was me. Or you should note that Con Man the Game is rated 12 plus for 
mild mature suggested themes sexual content and nudity cartoon or fantasy violence and profanity or cruelty. Well, when are we going to finish this podcast so i can go download it <laughs> god right now no because no. rick does have one other game which we we talked about when it was announced so the magic my magic mailbox showed up this week with legendary big trouble in little china which is the legendary card uh, drafting system with big, the theme of Big Trouble in Little China, and this is going to be a cooperative game. How many players? One to five. So you can play this by yourself. You can play it solo against... Then I can buy it for myself. There you go. There you go. So you can play... Justify. Set that down. And we noted, we opened this up beforehand. I mean, I love the fact that they went with the picture of Jack Burton where he's got the Gracie lipstick yeah. smeared on his face. Um that's just great and then uh it comes with we got four big big decks of cards this not really decks but they're separately wrapped packages is this dividers the, by the way you told me this before was this the same company that does dominion this is upper or, deck or is it really just deck building games all look kind of the same deck building <laughs> games do kind of look uh all the same right about now dominion was uh, I can't remember. Uh, oh, it's because uh, I've played that game and I won, and so they never invited me back to play because I had yeah. no idea what I was doing and I still won. No, that, uh, Dominion. Dominion is another company. I can't think of it. It's an older, older company that was one of the first ones to bring German games over to the U.S. Um, Jay, what's his name? Anyway, the packaging on this is great. You get this really nice, um, just feel. Run your hand over that, just smooth. See, more fun you can have by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Only on this podcast we talk about the tactile sensation of a card game. The rubberized. uh, Reason I'm buying it. There's something a little wrong with (laughs) us. It's it's a screw the cards. (laughs) It's a play mat. No, they smell awful. And then the rules. <laughs> so uh, it's got a suggested retail price of $50. You can get it much lower than that if you shop around. And, oh, absolutely. And what's the age? So it's uh, the age is uh, 12, 12. It's uh, 14 plus. Okay. Well, my son's smart. Plays I'm, in I'm 30 going, to 60 minutes. I'm going to buy it and make my son play it because we have indeed enjoyed the likely much more sim- a simple game exploding kittens he has loved that so but as i said it's a cooperative game which means it's everybody oh, at the table everyone at the table against the game system to see if you can uh, save little china all right there we go nice heavy box that was the yes that was the sound you really shake shook the pillars of with that oh, one. nice Didn't one. We? Oh, please, the one quote that I remember to do. I know. Well, right th- it was on the box, it's right too. The That's box. why you remembered it, you jerk. No, I couldn't <laughs> see. Thank you for thinking my eyesight works this way. <laughs> well, I'm giving you some credit, right? No, Come on. Oh, no, look, don't. Look, have you seen the way Like, I have to look at my cell phone like this most of the time? It's, I need to get something bigger. Marvel Comics Unlimited, Like, I realize I catch myself going to Starbucks and like I just out and out take my glasses off get a cup of coffee sit down take my glasses off and then read comics like this oh yeah because I can't otherwise I can't focus on the art and the and the captions at the same time oh, yeah okay. so you know and somebody actually you said, are using the zoom in mode right yeah okay but somebody just, some young millennial said to me and if you're listening John Solomon yes I'm calling you out he said you need bifocals and I said I already have them <laughs> but I'll say, well, probably us a whole generation where op- op- ophthalmology has not yet realized, oh, there's probably going to be like this long-term effect of screens. And how you, you know what I did? I, yep. I bought my most recent trip to the eye doctor. I got a pair of 
glasses that are set to about a 22 inch distance from my face for perfect. This is riveting stuff for with, our li- younger no. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> you have this to look forward to. Yes, you do. And then but it's, adult it's... diapers. <laughs> no! No, oh, sorry. I just went off on a tangent again. You so. did. Yeah. Uh, I'm on yeah. the verge. So I think, <laughs> I think that's enough speaking on the verge. Uh, we're on the verge of ending this podcast so you can download Con Man, the game. Yep. Or go to Think Deek. Think, think Deek. Think Deek. That was a childhood nickname. People called me Deek. I hated that. Uh, and I shouldn't have said that. Think now, about it, Deek. Yeah. There it is. Uh, anyway. It's Chinatown. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, you can probably pick up uh, Big, the legendary Big Trouble in Little China game at Amazon.com or ThinkGeek.com, yep. possibly. I don't know. But there's a lot of cool stuff at ThinkGeek. And uh, so that's it. Again, if you have questions, comments, compliments, comments. Compliment. Ugh, I lost my whole frame. Yeah. Things that begin with C. Uh, you can write into, or any other letter really, you can write into <laughs> editor at fanboyplanet.com as well as uh, send in a donation through PayPal, which I, we really appreciate that. It helps support the cost of hosting this very podcast and the site itself, uh, which has had some really cool attention. And of course, as soon as we get a lot of attention, that's when work gets really busy and I can't update for like three or four days. So, but there's plenty of stuff coming. Anyway. This is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief for FanboyPlanet.com. I'm Jason Salazar. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. I'm Jason Salazar. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to... Use your powers only for good. I remembered that time. Yay. <laughs> We're so proud. I was very proud of myself, yeah. even though you had to cue me visually, but I still I was ready for it. Oh, so. <laughs> uh, okay.